You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon, here with my two co-hosts. Uh, Timothy. And yes. So this is our Christmas episode today. It's Christmas time, around Christmas time. Christmas is on Sunday, Monday? Monday. Christmas is on Monday, so this is our Christmas episode. We're going to talk about a Christmas movie. Yeah. In little, little, little quotes. But yeah. The Christmas movie. <laughs> the big quotes. Actually, no. We're talking about a Christmas movie and a classic movie. This is them intertwined. Yeah. And it's it's a wonderful life. Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life, made in 1946. Yeah. It's a Christmas Fantasy comedy drama, that's Wikipedia's definition for it. So let's go with that one. Yeah. So, so first we're going to start by what defining what a Christmas will be in. <laughs> this has been this has been a bit of a backstage argument on yeah. of how Christmassy this movie is and what actually qualifies as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't want to. You start. have to start. Okay, right. you have to start. Let me say, state my case. Mm-hmm. My problems began with Joel, actually. <laughs> because, Joel, when we're trying to discuss this film and see which one would be suitable for a Christmas movie, we're throwing out ideas, these. Uh, what, what else was there? I mentioned, I mentioned Die Hard, but then, um, uh, like, ah, uh, the quintessential Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. I came in it watching like this is a Christmas movie, so I expected it to be some sort of Christmas mood that mm-hmm. I would have. Like I would, I would be watching it and I'm feeling the vibe of Christmas. Yeah. Which is a very reductive thing for me to think of a Christmas movie, but that's yeah. the, the sense I entered the movie in. Okay. And then it starts out and it's extremely normal plot with some people problems, as in the movie has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Which is not really Christmas. It starts with God in the beginning, so I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And then it goes on into this whole thing about this man's life, how mm-hmm. he thinks of it. And then about the last 20 minutes is when we get into the groove of the theme, what the movie was trying to do. It's be- the whole beginning is basically exposition yeah. to a final climatic scene which is involving Christmas. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, so this movie is a Christmas movie because of that last scene yeah. only. Mm-hmm. Which was making me feel like this may, puts it exactly in the same boat as Die Hard. In that, mm. the, I don't mind people calling Die Hard a Christmas movie, mm. but you criticize them. So I'm like, how can you criticize them? Yet this movie is the same thing. If you put this movie on any day that's not Christmas, it would still work. Which is the same thing with Die Hard. It's a whole other thing. Mm. The themes in the movie are barely... There's nothing that holds it to Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I fundamentally disagree with that. <laughs> it is a very Christmas movie. Um, I think your issues would be more of... I think are more with more to do with like the way it's structured. Because yeah, you're right, it does start with like the angels to, sort of talking. It actually starts on Christmas Eve or... Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve, right? Christmas Eve. And like everyone is praying for this George Bailey guy like for God to help him and stuff and then they're going to send this this angel Clarence to like you know come and save him because Clarence is his guardian angel so God proceeds to brief Clarence on the, George Bailey's entire backstory so to understand there's all this backstory about George Bailey and you have this guy who is a giver basically he loses his hearing saving his brother from drowning 
he puts puts his education on hold so he can save his father's company. He's a guy that just keeps giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. Giving is is part of Christmas, first of all. <laughs> That's part of the spirit of Christmas. But now it gets to a point where this guy has given and given and he feels like he has missed out on his entire life. His little brother comes back. He's got to see the world. He's got to go to war, become a war hero. He didn't even get to go to war because of his hearing problem. So he feels like he's just missed out completely on everything and he's miserable. He's living in this house that he feels like is falling apart. His little daughter is sick. So it's like his whole life is falling apart. And, you know, he's completely lost. He's contemplating offing himself, basically. And now this angel returns to show him how much of an impact he has actually made on these people. And for me, it is fitting that the, the Christmas element comes in strongly now at the end. Because it's almost sort of like, uh, well, Christmas comes once a year. So like, you have all this shit that happens to you during the year. And Christmas is supposed to be this time where you sort of reflect. Mm. And no matter how much shit has happened, you're thankful for the people you have in your life. and You know, you've done some good shit, you've done some good shit. All that stuff. So for me, it made sense that Christmas was that that part because even when he comes back, he's like screaming "Merry Christmas" to the entire mm. town. Yeah. Just that shit. I think he was just happy to have the life that he had, and that is the most Christmasiest thing I've ever seen in any movie. And even if you wanted to deny that this was a Christmas movie, you cannot put it in the same sort of Docketers, a movie like Die Hard, yeah. where it's just the backdrop is Chris. It's just the backdrop. backdrop it's yeah. window dressing. The story is this guy is killing a bunch of terrorists on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really nothing Christmasy about it. But this one actually, the philosophy of Christmas and what Christmas means, it touches on all that stuff in a way that I think is bigger than a lot of. Latter day movies, you got all those Santa Claus movies, those millions of Santa Claus movies are pretty useless, in my opinion. <laughs> movies like Elf are more raunchy, sort of comedies. Yeah, so for me, this is the it movie as far as Christmas is concerned. You guys keep talking about all the good things that he did, but there was this thing it was doing that every time he did a good thing, he was punished for it, and the movie was really dark in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. he saves his brother, then he loses his hearing. Mm-hmm. He tries to save that old man from, from the capsule thing. Like, mm-hmm. he's poisoning himself. And the man slaps the bejesus mm-hmm. out of that dude. Yeah. He tries to save the bank, then it leads to him not going. Every time he was trying to do something nice, mm-hmm. it was leading to something bad. It was super, super fucking dark. Is mm-hmm. what I keep saying. Like, I wasn't seeing him do these things. Him get punished for it and thinking, Oh my God, giving is great Christmas. I wasn't my thinking that. But then I liked the way that was brought out. It was really cool, which made the whole when they give him the what if scenario yeah. good. But the man, like you described it, he felt like his life was entirely wasted. Yeah. And that kind of gave him some sort of perspective. And the guy tells him, oh, it's a wonderful life. And there's a point where I told you that this was like a vocation movie. Mm. I, I, I got that because of how badly he wanted to leave the town. 
like his deal from the beginning yeah. as soon as he's a grown up his focus is i want to leave the town yeah. but he never gets to and that's really sad and then at the end what even made it more significant is when he was sad he actually because his his dream was to go and build towns design towns and design bridges he still had like a workstation of bridges there and then he knocks them mm. down in real anger mm. you could really feel like this man must have thought that his life would have been better if he went mm. which makes it like people have dreams it's like and then yeah. which comes to one thing i want to ask you guys one yeah. thing i really want to ask you guys because this movie is almost telling you that do the right thing as if like it, he was always doing what was right but what was not what he wanted him, to yeah. do. Yeah. And then the movie shows that it was good for him to just do what was right yeah. and not what he wanted to do. It was It's almost like don't exactly follow your dreams. No, it was it was it That's was, how I could interpret it. It was more about perspective. Of course we have our own spec- we have our own sensibilities in the era we live in now which border more on the individualistic but true, that true, yeah but that true. era and that time it makes sense that it was more about community but there's is is a line there's a line that they keep repeating about uh, about how how like a, a man is like super wealthy like there's a lot of wealth in your friends as opposed yeah, to you know to positions no more riches so it's just all uh, it it wasn't saying that he, I don't think the movie was saying you shouldn't follow your dreams or you shouldn't do this it was just that Hey, for the life that you had, you're actually doing okay. Look at all these people that you've touched, all these people that you've helped. It might not have been what you wanted, but you've still done really great things. So it was just for me anyway like a perspective thing. And yeah, I think you'd still be bummed out that you didn't do all those other things, but he was now thankful for what he did have. He was able to, you know, come down. So I think I think the issue, the issue of uh, probably short term you know, short term gains and the long term you get basically like yeah. even when he came back and like that is that scene when he came back when he didn't exist and mm. like he came and saw the old guy now and yeah, the yeah, old yeah. guy now was like being spat on by the people in the town and everything. You see like he was he got his beating that time but in the end something better came out of it because that man was able to live a normal life yeah. after after he made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Then again, yeah. I want to bring up the thing of uh, the dreams. As I said before, it's like a working man's movie because as you said, all these guys went to World War II, Frank Capra, James Stewart. And I'm sure at that time when they came back, they were heroes. They basically ended the World War. So now I think they're just trying to draw attention to the poor who actually stayed behind. And like his brother went and actually was glorious in a way who was getting medals of honor and all that. Yeah. But this guy in his own small town, if he wasn't there, it would have been, what was it called? Uh, what was the name? Bedford Falls. It would have become yeah. Porter Town. Porter Porter Porterville. Yeah, yeah. 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 so that was basically his contribution to the effort, maybe during the war, because other people were going and fighting abroad, he was fighting the battle at home. So yeah. I felt they tried to bring that out, like, mm. for the working class man. Probably that's why I'm sure it's revered, because mm. I don't think it's an elitist film in any way. It's very much oh, down yeah. to earth. Yeah. 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 Which is something I want to talk about is Porter's Potter, Mr. Potter the villain mm-hmm. himself, who I found not he's not a villain, let's call him the antagonist, who is not good because he's very, he's very, a villain. very, he's very a fucking one scumbag. Not. 
oh my god he has no layers whatsoever yeah. whatsoever like <laughs> yeah like zero humanity yeah. zero. Zero. like they went to that point where he like hugged this guy's car yeah the the was like man you can't sleep like, any lower that gets me every time it's like that is way way too low that's ridiculously low yeah But yeah, so you, we all agree that he was not great. Eh? Yes. No, oh, he yes, was no, he was no. For the, for the movie it was he was a person that was easy to hate. Mm. I was okay with that. Because yeah. I hated him throughout. Mm. No, because I think he contrasted uh James Stewart's character very well. Yeah, him being the, the good and everything and sacrifice and this guy is the greedy guy. So the kind of contrast. Yeah, and I, I think like... their conflict worked well because you could actually see where You could actually saw both of their personalities and they were basically in each other's way. So yeah. I think probably for a Christmas film, because I'm sure they weren't going for a very yeah. high... It, <laughs> But uh, I'm sure they weren't yeah. going for like... To, like this film itself, probably for the character himself, I think is the person who is fleshed out the most, uh, James Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. only one. I don't he's, think he's on the matters. He's on the matters. He's on matters. Basically the whole back story is this, the card now going to his back story. Yeah. Then probably going to uh, Mr. Potter's. Not that he needs yeah. a back story, but usually when the, the good thing, the thing that makes a bad guy good is his reasons are also valid. His reasons for why he's antagonizing him make some sense. But this it's, guy was just doing it no, out it, of it spite. No, it did make sense because he just wanted more money. All no, no, the no, 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 no. That just that Again, wasn't just another, it. Because yeah. yeah, okay. Because he was like basically he owned the town. He wanted. Yeah. And this guy was the only one who stood up to him. Because he's he's the one that shouts him down before he even joins the company. Shouts him down in front of all the board members, and that's why these guys want him to stay and become the boss. So he's the only thorn in this guy's side. This guy would like have cornered the entire market. Everyone was living in his slum, which makes him that like him turning Potter it into Pottersville is a very too bad. There's no way that is a good thing, which makes me think mm. there was nothing redeemable. There's no reason you'd even side with him for him to turn the place into him himself. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think that's why I think it's there's nothing why I also find this film a bit weird because mm. by the time it's like an American classic, yeah. it feels like probably this guy represents very much capitalism and this guy is so much of a socialist which is very weird for an american film because they usually promote that capitalist this capitalist stuff yeah, so it's something that i don't know it's a weird no. american film in that sense well in that sense i don't think they do it in that sense necessarily because this guy is making sort of And I don't even know he keeps that business afloat because like he's always giving out loans exactly and I don't know the yeah. rate at which they're coming back but yeah. he's still working if with, they're coming back at all yeah the thing is he's still working within that capitalist mm. system mm. he's just not playing by the rules in terms of I need to make profits I need to make profits he's trying to find this optimum way that everybody can benefit yeah it's that's, so, that's I know so, I know it's borderline <laughs> socialism <laughs> But I think in their minds are like we've just gone sort of around because this guy represents everything America is about like basically yeah, blue collar <laughs> profit yeah you yeah, know, yeah all that thing yeah so it was something that also but again cap- theory, capitalism right? has yeah. also that lie that the little guy can make it make or it that capitalism little, yes. is actually fair yeah that's also I think they're playing to I think within this so. For me, it never really strays <laughs> to that point of capitalism. It's evil. But yes, it's I interesting. I watched it the second time when I watched it. I was like, yeah. these guys are too... Yeah. 
posing yeah. sides. Yeah. Um, well, can we talk about, about you, yeah, I want to hear about uh, Mary. How what do you think? Oh, about really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we first talk about Let's <laughs> <laughs> first talk about the scenes that we liked. Mm-hmm. I really liked the scene in the in the ballroom when they're dancing and mm. then it opens into a swimming pool. Yeah. That was one of the more glorious moments that I wish had carried through. <laughs> like that, 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 <laughs> like that tone. What is that bad? <laughs> like to me, sinking yeah, yeah. in the rain has more happiness in it. So that it would even be something I'd rather watch on Christmas than this. This movie made me sad. It made me think shit. But I really dug <laughs> that scene a lot because of the vibe he's having with mm. his love interest who carries through yeah. and then they keep dancing and then they fall into the pool that was yeah. one of my favorites and um i think my other favorite one was also with the, with the same chick yeah. when they when he goes to her home and then she's he, they are trying it has a period of time yeah, has yeah, passed and school. then she has come back from school but she's dating someone else and he comes he's not sure but they're having they're having some sense of vibe yeah, there she's, she's dating he ah. <laughs> <laughs> so never get no, I don't know his name. It's just as a girl who's like, hee ho! That shit was so stupid. <laughs> there was a scene there where the, the mother was taunting her for talking to him. And she's like, Mom, I'm not, we're having violent mm. sex. Yeah. That was really funny. One of the only yeah. moments I actually <laughs> laughed was really funny. And besides that, mm. yeah, I got, that, those were my two favorite scenes, actually. Did you have any favorites? Yeah, my absolute favorite is the pulling the moon scene when they're like walking back after the dance ah, i love that girl, enti- yeah yeah i love that it. entire thing <laughs> that entire scene is magical <laughs> that's also besides the end scene yes that, that scene when scene. when like she loses her robe yeah yeah all, 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 all that shit is dying fine. yeah <laughs> so, we yeah. all like the scenes with the lady so let's talk about her mm. <laughs> So the women in this film in general, mm-hmm. um, I just look at it as this was that time and yeah. that was the sensible way to look at things because yeah. there's this theme of where if she doesn't get married, she becomes an, an old, old lady. Old old what is she like? <laughs> How did you like the flashback? The, she's an old, that old maid. <laughs> she's an old maid and she's working in a yeah, library. Like you guys, is that sadness <laughs> like that was viewed as yeah. the worst yeah. thing possible for them an unattached like, woman the, the most depressing yeah. thing that's the saddest shit like that's stuff that really that was, makes me cringe but i'm like those were the times and that's yeah. when if someone dare do that shit there's no reason to do it today mm. people should murder <laughs> you because that is wrong representation <laughs> Of what it is like today. To, to, to not, it, not get married. It must be what you're thinking is, <laughs> but it's not that way anymore. So people should never do that shit anymore. But old movies are like that. Their yeah. women are terrible. Yeah, like I think they before, are not after, after World War Two, like there was yeah. that American dream thing, like especially in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. I think even like Mad Men, that kind of era they're representing, oh, no, that's exactly the kind of thing they're going for. The perfect yeah. American family, yeah. the working husband, the wife who stays at home, yes, takes care of yes, the kids. Yes. Yeah. So it was, I think, a social thing at the time. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. The woman is that's very dated. homely. It's dated. Yeah, it's dated right now. It's yes, very, yeah. very dated. Like, you can even see her whole shtick is to get that house and remodel it. That's yeah. the ultimate homely woman. Yeah. The representation of the pure, <clears> nice 
woman. She's yeah. the house herself. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, no. In this particular case, I mean, they established that dream way before. Yeah. Yeah. When, when they even, yeah, yeah. That was because she was because yeah. she wasn't even talking about it in terms of oh, I want to live with my husband. Mm. And she you, just, she's just like I've always been in love with this house. I want to live there, and everyone's like, that's a shitty old house. But she wants to live in that house. Ah, there was also that scene at, at Forgotten, the one when they were going for their honeymoon, and then oh, like they had to man. stop. And then she brought she brought the money for the she brought yeah. the money for the honeymoon, and they gave what it out to people. She was heartbreaking, man. It I was know. nice. Like it's it nice. Was like nice. It's, 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 it's 1940s That's male drama, but yeah. it's it kind it's of a I very like emotional them making her yeah. as if the savior. Then they, then yeah. they had then they had the animal. Yeah, because because he, he was and never like no, let's take the money no, and do this. Like she came of her volition. Yeah. At first, I thought you were saying it's a bad scene. No, no, no. She's had no. She's just heartbreaking. I'm so confused. No. What really did you guys scene. think of the one black woman in this movie? Oh, the, maid, the, the mammy. Yeah. <laughs> the old maid. <laughs> I was kind of stunned like for that time how they were talking to her normally. Exactly. That's another Which thing. Which really I think shocked they me. They made it even like even the white women could be old maids and they were mm. so inter- interacting with her in a normal mm. way. Yeah, yeah, they had done like a lot of cheeky banter by the way. Yeah. yeah. The two of them. So I was shocked. Um yeah, Joel, you feel like she was coming <laughs> relief in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, still, I, I still always sort of cringe yeah, at, at that image of the the black nursemaid in the in the, the white, white home. home. Yeah, mm. so so even when it's dressed up, like like even especially when it's dressed up to to that level of normalcy of like oh no, see she's like our she's friend part of, part of and she's part of the family. It's all good. That, that's what it makes it's it weird. Yeah. It makes it even weirder for me, like they're purposefully trying to normalize it as this is okay, relax. Yeah. But yeah. if I put if I if put those feelings aside, just to look at it on that surface value of she's part of the family, it mm. it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we've not talked about that final scene enough. I know. That's yes. insane. Because that what if scenario mm-hmm. was pretty insane. Yeah. It was scary. Uh, it actually. was really really scary, and he actually takes a long time to accept. Yeah. And it's really beautiful how he was being mean to his kids, yeah. and then he comes back and hugging them, mm-hmm. kissing him. The, my best thing is how he had the petals in his yeah. pocket. Yes. Oh, that's a good way to to make it right. <laughs> Zuzu's petals, like you don't have the petals. Speaking of that, Angel was no more as far. Yeah. Oh, Clarence, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting and to see. And his wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he used to speak in such a frank way, like, was like a junior level sort of bank manager or some shit. Like. Did you make it now? The other guy, the guy who was in the room with him, like, yeah. whenever this guy would say something, this guy would just. Freak away, yeah. Until yeah, no, 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 he fell off the chair, he was like, man. <laughs> Because the guy had like six, some 16th century clothing on or something. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about Mark Twain. Is it Mark Twain? The guy wrote Tom Sawyer? Yeah. Like yeah, his yeah. latest book. This guy has like, who's this guy from? Did you like how the angels seemed so normal? Like they were telling him not to drink alcohol. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that was very It was cute super style. cute. Yeah. But that scene is nice. It can bring... You guys cried, both of you, right? I almost. Yeah, I almost made. You yeah. Joe, 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 you cried every, 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 every,
What do you mean most? The boss baby. The boss baby. I don't trust. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, no, that's speci- just a specific boss baby scene. Just a specific one with the. Is it? Yeah, no, no. Where yeah, when they be, when they become like brothers, like it comes back to be a family. That shit is touching, man. That's some touching no, but shit. I also teared but, up, man. But 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 I always but I always tear up. Just that last scene. I haven't teared up since like Titanic or some shit. Yeah, serious. But this one this one actually felt it. And the first time I watched it, I think I watched yeah. it on Christmas and it was a bit passive. But this time yeah. when I watched it again, it was yeah. This is this is one of the few touching. where it's just legit tears of joy. Just mm-hmm. when he comes back, like I feel yeah. all that happiness, which is why I love the structure. Yeah. Because I've lived that entire life with him, so I am there with him. Yeah. When he comes back, I'm just as happy as yeah. When he touches the petals, when he gets that broken like uh, post, door, yeah, yeah, post on the yeah, stairs yeah. and kisses it, like I am there. Like I feel every emotion he has, and when the and then when the the the, the town comes and like gives yeah, him the money. Really. I'm finished. <laughs> and they sing a song. Yeah, they sing a song. It's so heavy. It's so much shit. They keep telling him how he's the richest man in town because yes. he has friends. Sense. Oh, that's actually. And even the guy who audits even gives him even a game. Gives him money. The guys who are going to take him. Yeah, that's so nice. And then, and then yeah. Mr. Potter just disappears. It's yeah, like he just goes. Well, it, would, about it, would, it, would, it would be weird <laughs> if you support us, okay? Like, you came game day, man. You've changed. That would have been Could take you out of that scene fast. But I always thought, like you know, his uh, you know his cup butler guy who was pushing him around. Yeah. I I almost thought that guy was going to snake him and like. Take the damn back, cause I think that was like once he took that money. That's the only time mm. the butler was reacting shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, are we seriously doing this right now? So that guy is pretty much like a Scrooge. Like, if they had not done the movie on exactly. Mister Potter, it would have been a Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. Now even jo- like George Bailey himself is a reverse Ebenezer Scrooge, mm. yeah. And Christmas Carol is a depressing as fuck story, <laughs> but it's a Christmas classic. <laughs> Which I think is why I like this movie as well. Christmas Carol, does it make his thing? Huh? Does that does it make his? Isn't that the one with Jim Carrey? I don't know the movie ones, man. I just know the books. I didn't like that Jim Carrey one. No. Mm. Yeah, it's just, just bad choices. <laughs> just just the technical choices were yeah, weird. Yeah. But if if it was just live action, it would have been fine. But yeah, Christmas Carol is a great story. So Merry Christmas, people! Yeah. Anyone who's listening. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. That's the political term, right? Oh, happy Hanukkah! Oh. <laughs> happy holidays, everyone! Watch, watch this movie with your family. Give presents, uh, money for people who have problems. Yeah, <laughs> especially us. Especially us. All it is envelopes us of money. Money. <laughs> okay, that's. Good. So this week we won't do recommendations because next week we're doing our end of year and it's going to be packed with recommendations. So I mean, unless you want to recommend Christmas, a Christmas, real Christmas, a real I actually don't <laughs> Christmas. have one. So you guys go ahead if you have any. Office Christmas party. Office. <laughs> I like T.J. Miller, Jennifer Aniston. It's just a raunchy Christmas comedy. I liked it. I would recommend um, Arthur Christmas. Which is uh, it's an animation I think by DreamWorks. 
it's about the Santa family. It's like a whole lineage. Mm. And it, it ranges from the old school Santa that we know to like a new sort of high tech one and they have like computers doing shit. He has like a clean cut goatee <laughs> and shit. And right. It's about like four generations of Santas that all have this idea of what Christmas is supposed to be. And yeah, it's a very interesting take on that entire mythology and yeah, the spirit of Christmas is also very, very strong in it. Okay. Yeah. I personally have no choice. I'm not. I'm not a Christmas movie watcher, and I don't have any in mind right now. Except like my dear. I've never watched this guy's message. I've never no, mentioned no, my no, dear. No, there's a Halloween one. That's Boo. Yeah, Boo. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure she has one? a movie for like every season. There must be. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for giving my dear movie. I really hate those movies, man. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. This is Cinema Pill. <clears throat> we are the trio that make it. So, thanks, Joel. Thanks, Timothy. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Uh, we are on Twitter and Facebook in case you want to keep updated on social media. And follow us and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud to keep up to date when a new episode comes.